Please listen carefully. I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. Welcome to Practical Base, where each week we pick a topic of practical interest to you, the working bass player, and we explore it. And we are looking for your feedback and your comments on the topics as well. You can visit us on the web at practicalbase.com. You can give us feedback there, but you're also welcome to contact us on social media. We are out there on Facebook, on Twitter, on Google Plus, and even on Instagram. And uh, we would love to hear from you, our listeners, on what you are enjoying and what you would like to see or hear in in future episodes. Um, You can also subscribe to the podcast via our website. There are easy-to-follow links there. If you are on an Apple device, an an iOS device like an iPad or an iPhone, you can use the Podcasts app. If you're on a Mac computer, you can use iTunes. If you are on an Android device, you can use Google Play Music. If you are on a PC or on any platform, you can use Stitcher Radio, which spans all of those. We're available through any of these platforms. Simply look for podcasts and then search for Practical Bass, and you will find our happy black and white logo there. We would love to entertain you and hopefully enlighten you or get you thinking uh, every week when we issue a new episode. Um, what's our what's our episode about today, Dave? Today's episode is, it's an episode for Dave. It's an episode for Dave. It's called Smash It With A Compressor. I did it wrong. You do it. Smash It With A Compressor. There it is. So this episode is, it's about compressors, right? So for me, recently I had an issue with my bass, the sound, the strings were uneven and I wasn't sure where to go with it. And I was about ready to basically buy brand new pickups. So I'm about to invest, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Like brand new pickups, like just to get your, just to eliminate this. Because that'll that'll fix it. Yeah, it's just like, you know, something (laughs) in my house is not working right. So I'm just going to like tear down my house and rebuild it. Right. But I don't know how to use a hammer. (laughs) Wrong guy, wrong job, wrong task. (laughs) So instead, what do I do? Call Paul. And you... uh, gave me two pieces of information. One was to like check the, where my pickups, like how they were set yeah. before I start investing yeah. money, like just the cheap stuff, right? Like just angle them differently. And the second piece that you offered was to look into compressors, which I never used, which is crazy. Yeah, It's crazy now, now that I think about it, like in hindsight that I've been That's playing- That's just for- crazy talk. <laughs> What was I thinking? And so then I went into this world of like compressors and I started to like that, you know, research like hours on end. And I could have called you to just say, hey, Paul, so about that compressor thing, dot, dot, dot. And I knew that you had the answer. Like I knew you would be the resource, but I thought, you know, I'll just like, I'll get like the nicest compressor I can get, whatever. But instead I'll have this conversation with the public. In the podcast. In the podcast. In I'll, the I'll hold eye. it. I'll hold, and it was really tough for me to hold it. So <laughs> this is why I do the podcast is basically for this episode right here. You just withhold your withhold your questions and then just ask them on the air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, compressors are, I mean, compressors are awesome. And I think like you, they get used in a lot of situations, right? Compressors are used all the time in recording, but yep. they're also really popular with electric instruments as well yeah um you know in a live situation 
and especially bass, right? Bass is just like, it's a natural fit right. um, for compressors. So what, like in just at a high level, what does a compressor do? Yeah. Well, so a compressor basically squashes signal that gets past a certain level. Think of it as, you know, it, it basically is just waiting to see if the level gets too high, like the incoming signal gets too hot. Yep. It basically clamps down on it. It squashes it down so that it can't get as hot as quickly. Right. Right. And it, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a must have for a lot of different um, applications. Yeah. Vocals use them all the time as well, especially in studio. Yeah. Um, they're, they're absolutely essential. I mean, you'll hear them in this very podcast. We're using, um, we're using a couple different stages of compression, you know, not just on the vocals, but also on the overall, on the overall podcast as well. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're really, really useful. Now, now do you, do you have one now? Have you, have you bought one and are you using so, it? So, yeah, I, uh, I, I did, I did, a, I did too much research and I, I just hit a point where I just hit enter and I just went and purchased something, but I ended up with an Aguilar. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it was used of course, cause I always buy used cause I'm cheap. It's good. Used is used is awesome and in my book. So I got it for right around half of the, half of the retail price, but it's a, it's an Aguilar TLC. Yeah. What I liked about it is that it, it, it at least had the controls. Yes. Right? It had good reviews, but it also had the controls. So I didn't want to go with something too simplified because I felt like if I don't know about it, I don't know what I'm missing out on. Yeah. So I might as well have him. And basically it has, you know, four, four dials on, on the, um, it's a pedal, obviously four, four dials. It's got a level, a threshold, an attack and a slope, which is the thing with the infinity thing. Right. And the, the cool thing is, is that I still like, don't know what I'm doing with it. Like I dial it into a point where I'm like, I, you think I understand. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I think I understand it, but yeah. I don't know it well enough to understand like what its capabilities are or right. like on a dime. Hey, my sound sounds like this. What can I dial in to change right. it? Instead, I just start like needling through it and just hitting dials like a mad scientist yeah. till I get that right sound. Yeah. For those people who are listening to the podcast, like they're missing the visual um, of you of, twiddling, of me. twiddling the twiddling knobs, knobs, two of them at the which, same time. Yeah. It looks, it's kind of wrong actually, but that's okay. <laughs> there's, there's the visual. There's a reason you. we're not on YouTube. <laughs> that's right. And it's not because we're not handsome. Like we're no, very handsome. No, Believe, I, yeah. We're even yeah. better looking than our, than our voices would <laughs> would make you think stunning like it would knock you out <laughs> if you saw a photo it, yeah so <laughs> subscribe click subscribe um maybe we should do that well you know if you subscribe we'll give you a photo a headshot maybe if you subscribe we won't send you a <laughs> we photo won't, we promise <laughs> uh, anyways so uh what about i'm, I'm assuming you use that some compressor what no, does that look like no i, no, I, don't. I don't like them at all <laughs> No, nope. no, I, I do. I, I, yeah, I, I love, uh, I love compressors. I, you know, when I'm, when I'm practicing, I actually don't use one. And, huh. um, why? Yeah. I mean, it's the, you know, I'll probably talk about that a little later, okay. but, um, you know, for me, like as, as a practice routine, I usually don't, don't use one, um, yeah. but I do have one that's, it's, you know, there's one built in the multi-pedal that I use at a lot of shows. Um, I, I, had an MX uh, an MXR okay. compressor, really good unit. Those those things are are solid as tanks. Mm -hmm. um, I actually got rid of it just because I really wasn't using it on stage very much, so I've just passed it on. But um, 
I've got an Elisa's thirty six thirty that's sitting in an old amp in my office. Right. It's like in the rack space in my uh, in my SWR yep. uh, redhead, and I also have one that I'll sometimes throw in my bag if I if I want to travel light. I yeah. throw uh, I have a Mark base tube compressor pedal that I'll just throw into my bag so yep. I don't have to bring like my whole you know right. effects setup if I'm just you know going to a quick you know rehearsal or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I almost always have one with me. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, you know, of course, a lot of amps nowadays have them built in. I think like the TC that you used to have yeah. had a compressor built in. Right. Those are really nice right. too. Yeah, that was, that was right because I had, it was built in to my, to my amp, which was, uh, you know, the Spectra Comp, I think is what they call yeah. it. And it was just, it was like a kind of a smarter technology where it just, it adjusted everything. All those dials, it's all like built into one. Right. But that basically, like I was using it all this time. Like I didn't know that I, I mean, I knew what I was using, but I didn't really think about what it was doing. Yeah. I yeah. just knew it sounded better when I would hit it at a certain point. Like, yeah, this sounds really tasty now. Ex right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, really what that's doing, I mean, what that compressor is doing is it's just turning down your signal, right? Turning down the volume yep. knob if the signal gets very loud, right? Only it's doing it at, you know, an incredibly high rate of speed. Right? Okay. Um, and so one of the neat effects of doing that is if you're squashing down the very loud peaks that are coming through sometimes, yep. then the entire level is not going to have those high peaks. So you can actually turn the entire level up a bit and make the bass more consistently even and smooth and yeah. at the right loudness that you want rather than having like these loud peaks and maybe quieter bits yep. if everything is closer to the same peak level you can turn the whole thing up and it'll seem smoother right right okay yeah so the loud peaks basically yeah. you think about it as the loud peaks are going to be less loud but the quiet parts are going to be less quiet. So you're actually reducing what's called the dynamic range. Like you're reducing the range between the loudest part mm -hmm. and the quietest part. That's really what a compressor does. Right. So when you see it actually like on those like audio recording softwares that the lines. Yeah. Like that, if you I, watch the waveform or whatever. Yeah. It gets, yeah. it gets closer to looking like a, just a single block. Yeah, well, it's gonna, closer. It's going to look smoother, right? The, it's not going to vary as much. Rather than having like these big, you know, these big peaks and then right. getting very quiet, it'll seem to be much more even, right? Uh, as you go, and sometimes you want, like, you want that, ex like, you know, that's that those extremities, yeah. but it that's yeah. where it comes into like it's not an on-off switch, right? It's not just one dial. So, like, what yeah. you're explaining combines into like all these different things that play in, yep. which is like where I'm at. So, you know, I guess my, you know, where, where I hit a wall is I don't necessarily understand, you know, I've got these four dials, right. And I know that there's some that have more dials. So, you know, and, and again, just, you know, my, mine are basically the level, the threshold, the attack, and then the slope, which, you know, is yeah. with the infinity sign. So, I don't know. Can you maybe like get into some of what those dials do to help yeah. like package into what that, you know, the outcome is? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, and something you, you mentioned, you know, these, 
these peaks. You said sometimes those are are good. I just I just want to come back to that just yeah. for a second because it's going to be important as we talk about the how the compressor works. Those peaks sometimes you know you do want them, and they'll they're when they when they happen very quickly, um, they'll be called transients. Right, okay. because meaning they only last for a very short time. Right, it's a transient level of sound that's right. very high, like a you know, like the like a pop or a right. snap or something like that. Yep. And if you if you if you let all of that through, right, it's going to be at a much different loudness than yeah. the other things around it. If you don't let as much through, it gets squashed down, and it's not going to pop as much. Right. There are good things and bad things about that. Yeah. Right. So right. yeah. So we'll 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 walk into that a bit. So cool. You know, you asked about controls, and you know, some compressors, like you said, have this simple control where it's like you turn it up or down, right. and as it goes, it's basically changing a bunch of parameters at once just yep. to try and get like a different feel to the sound on a smooth like on a smooth, gradual basis. Like it yeah. might be changing several things as you go from low on the dial to high on the dial. Right. And that works great in a lot of applications. There are famous old compressors that used to work like that, like optical compressors. Yeah. Like, and there's like, a, and like the, the LA-2A, which is like a famous compressor that mm -hmm. I actually got to touch once, which was great. And they, they kind of work like that. <laughs> it's a high point in your life. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's that's all I've got. That's all I've got. That's all I've got, Dave. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, but a lot of pedals and units like the one that you just got, right? Or the MXR that I used to have or, yeah. my, or my Mark-based um, pedal that I have now, they've got multiple controls, yep. right? And so- you know, you mentioned a few a few of the the controls on yours. You know, one of those is yeah. threshold, right? And threshold basically think about that as the 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 level of volume that it takes for the compressor to decide to turn on, right? Like okay. the threshold is where the compressor is going to start working. Yep. Like until the signal gets above that level, the compressor is not going to do anything. Yep. Right. So if you turn the threshold very far up, so and remember, you know, when we talk about threshold, we're basically talking about from zero dB, which is as loud as things can get in okay. terms of that signal, right? Downward, right? So everything's on uh -huh. goes minus from there. So like you'll have minus five, minus ten, minus twenty dB. Right. Right. Okay. Zero is as far as you can go because that's all that means all the way, right? right. That's, there is no 11 on this right. dial. There is no 11, that's right. There's no plus one, right? right. So at least there's not huh. with, with a lot of them. But, yeah. you know, so as you turn that that threshold down, what you're saying is you want the trigger to come earlier and earlier in that signal, right? Unlike like, the volume level. Yeah, so the volume basically. doesn't have to come up quite as much right. for the compressor to start. Right. Okay. So you have to, you want to pick that because maybe you don't want to compress things that are very, very low volume. But what you do want to do is you want to grab things that are just really out of control. So if you're, so if you set it at zero, then you're not really compressing much. That's right? pretty much the case. If there's very little zero, squash. Yeah. If you set it to zero, it's the compressor will probably never turn on. Okay. I got you. Point. Right. Right. So then you turn it down to taste. Yep. Right. So. You know, that so it's also affected by how loud your bass is to start with, right? Is going to yeah. determine where you set that threshold. So you have to use your ear a little bit. Um, and sometimes the the compressors will have like an indicator light on them or a meter of some sort. Yep. And you can also look at that, right? So you're gonna be watching that throughout as you as you play with it to see yeah, is it turning on or not? Sometimes right. it's just one light and sometimes you get like a whole meter of lights. Okay. Um so 
Then you've got another setting, which is important, called ratio. And I think for yours, it's called slope. That's right. And what the ratio means is how much should the compressor clamp down on that volume after you pass the threshold, right? And it's a ratio. Hmm. And so what it means is if that ratio is all the way off, like some some compressors, they'll let you turn the ratio all the way down to one, which is the lowest, which means one to one, which means it's not compressing anything. Right. Just like having the threshold to zero, it means basically you're not doing anything. Okay. As you turn the ratio up, it changes the rate at which the signal has to go up in order for the compressor to allow it to go up a set amount. So let me see if I can, that okay. sounds really weird, but let me see if I can We're getting the there. Yeah, we're, 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 <laughs> we're zeroing in. I, yeah. can, I can feel the plane like circling around. It's, it's coming it's there. Going to bring it in for a landing. So, because there is an infinity sign in there. That There is an infinity <laughs> sign, yeah. So, so and, I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you about the infinity sign, but usually you're going to want a ratio that's a bit, um, a, a bit more modest. Right. Think of it like two to one or three to one or something like that. Okay. So what two to I one- Because I think mine starts at like two to one. Yeah. Right. So if it starts like, yeah. So some of them don't like, I don't go down to one because again, that wouldn't the purpose, do anything. Right? Why? Yeah. But, but others will, they'll start at one. Some of them don't go to infinity either. Like some of them will max out at 10 or 20 or a hundred. Right. Right. Yours goes to, to a, a infinity, which is actually a limiter at that point. But anyway, okay. the point is that let's, let's take the case of two, two to one. Okay. Right? If you're at two to one on the dial, what that means is after the threshold is passed, for every extra 2 dB of signal, the compressor is only going to let it get 1 dB louder, right? The, 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 oh. the volume would have to increase 2, B, 2 dB to come out 1 dB louder. If you turn that compressor up to 4 to 1, it would have to get 4 dB louder for the compressor to allow it to get 1 dB louder at the output. Okay. So it's like the amount that you're squashing is really what that, right. what that means. Okay. Right. So infinity is special. Like what that essentially means is it's a limiter. That's a hard limit. So if you turn it to infinity, yep. it, it, if you were to look at the waveform, it would literally be squashed off like a line because it, it, no matter how much it goes up, the compressor won't let it get any louder than the threshold right. at that point. So that's, okay. that's what the infinity is about. I got it. I got it. Huh. So you had a, so you've got a, you have one other knob on yours, which is an attack. Right. Right. Yep. And so attack is, you know, I find that I've got that on several of my compressors. Yep. The attack is how fast should the compressor jump on the signal after it passes the threshold? Okay. Right. Right. Keeping in mind that it, but just by the laws of physics, it can't be instantaneously, although you can get really close with some compressors. Right. right. Chances are you don't want to. And here's why. Right. There's transients. Like, Mm -hmm. Imagine putting a compressor on your bass and you're playing slap bass, right? Yeah. One of the elements of slap bass that's awesome is like the percussive nature of it, right? That slap and that pop. Sure. Have those very, they have very sharp yep. transients. If your attack is too fast, if you turn that attack to a very, very, you know, very, very fast level, then you're going to end up smushing that transient and the bass is not going to, it's not going to sound like it's popping. It's going to sound muddy. Like it's going to sound kind of mushy. Right. As opposed to instead of having that pow, you're going to have like a, 
meow, which is right. <laughs> now there are unless if you're going for yeah, that, you yeah, could be going for meow. Yeah, yeah and that's <laughs> like an, it's an effect that you can use. So you can do something like that, but it's right. it's going to be you know it's not going to necessarily be what you intend yeah. because there, and there's like a th- and maybe I'm talking about something completely different because um, I just don't know, but like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of music, especially like electronic stuff. And even mm-hmm. um, I think I was just listening to like a, a, a Phoenix album the other day. And it's like, there was, they want that like chorus to be huge. And yeah. it, you can hear the compression in there, right? Where it's just this like big, like, you know, smash of sound, but yeah. it, you can hear everything drop down, like almost like the speakers are not going to break because it like pulls it down and it's an effect that they use yeah, yeah. to make it feel like it's so big you yeah. don't even want to hear how big it is yeah yeah and you'll hear yeah you'll actually hear um compressors being used like that for you know in EDM um a lot of times they're making way like sometimes they're making way for the downbeat like that oom that that big That's it. that big downbeat right and you'll hear things you'll hear everything kind of ducking under it right that's that's like a whole that's probably a whole other like fifteen minute discursion itself. How you how that's done? Yeah, um, through but, something called side chaining. But yeah, but the, the thing is, is like with the bass, is that you could if if you don't dial it in right, you could have that, which is kind of a weird, like it starts to sound weird. Yeah, it sounds weird. It sounds like like your it sounds like your attack is gone. Like you can't right. hear the pluck. You can't hear the pop anymore. Right. So yeah, there's a there's usually like a sweet spot you want to find for the attack, right? At the same time, if the attack is too slow, yeah, then you're not going to necessarily engage the compressor at all. Like if the if you're letting the whole peak through, and by the time the compressor decides to turn on, the signal has already fallen below the threshold again. It's not going to even worry about it because you're on the next note or yeah. you're on the next yeah sound. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so again, it's a, yeah. it, that that you want to tune as well. Now, some other compressors have they also have a release. I saw that, yeah. And that's similar, right? The release is basically how fast should the compressor let go of clamp of its clamping down once the signal falls yeah. below the threshold again, right? Okay. So we engage the compressor and then when the signal gets down under that that threshold, when should the you know, how fast should the compressor let it go? Yeah. So if if you have a long release, then what's going to happen is, you know, those those notes, those those uh, the, the 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 that high volume area that you have yeah. is going to hold on. It's going to seem like a, a longer and flatter like wave. Yeah. So it's going to it's actually going to create a sustain effect, which yep. can actually be wonderful with bass. Right? right, having a having a release that's long enough, you know, gives you like this really nice even sustain on your notes, yeah. which can be wonderful. Yeah, because bass. I mean, in general, basses don't have much sustain. Yeah, like they just comparatively to other instruments. Like, yeah. I mean, they've, yeah, there, there's some there that's endemic to the instrument, but sure. then sometimes you really want more of it. Like you want it to hold on through yeah. a whole bar or, you know, for whatever reason, right. You might, you might like that sustain that, right. to that to, to get the sound that you want. Yep. And the shorter release, right. The shorter you make the release time, the more natural it's going to sound like the more it's going to sound like just your instrument. Like you yeah. said, that without really any of that sustain factor. Yep. Um, there's another setting that you'll sometimes find on some compressors called knee, right? And it's usually like soft knee or hard knee, like you can decide what you set. Some of them you can adjust the knee. Now, the reason it's called a knee, like you'd have to kind of draw a picture, which we can't really do here, but think of the knee 
whether it's hard or soft, being like how how much the compressor basically clicks on or off at the threshold as opposed to gliding into action. Okay. At the th- bef- like gliding into action a little before the threshold and then kind of finishing out as you get above the threshold. Does right. that make sense? It like, does. Okay. It kind of softens Like a transition. Yeah. yeah. As opposed, and then you have like more of like an on off. Yeah. That would be the hard knee. Whereas right. like gliding into action is more like the soft knee. Yep. I gotcha. So that's that some compressors have it. Some compressors don't like my, my Mark base doesn't have that. My MXR pedal didn't have that. Yeah. So, um, and then finally you have like a level or an output control or something like that. And which I that love. Is, yeah. Yeah. So what that gives you is like, that's like a makeup gain control so that you can make up for the fact, okay, now you're squashing. Think about it. You're squashing down these yep. signals right? Your bass is not able to get as loud as it was before you put the compressor there. Right. Right. So now what you may find is you're playing harder, but you're not getting as much volume out of it as you would have liked. Yeah. So instead you can use this level control to make up for the amount of signal that you squashed out of it. Right. Yeah. And as you turn that up, the whole signal the com- whole com- the entire compressed signal is going to get louder right so you can yeah. bring up the overall level of your bass right so the expense of doing all of this yep is that you have reduced the dynamic range of your bass like the right. w- as you do that your softer parts are going to be a bit louder yep. and your louder parts are going to be a bit softer in other words yep. everything's going to be a bit more even right Right. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. That was a lot of that was a lot it, of technical controls. It, it, yeah, talk that we did there. It is a lot, but it, at least for me, it's you know that's digestible. Like I could take that. You know the the level too. Um, what I've been doing with it is that I've I've basically been setting the level where when I when I tap it off, right when I whatever that action is. I'm so not techy with this yeah. stuff, but like when I say. Yeah. No to the pedal. Yeah, you just you click it what, on or whatever, off, right? whatever, like whatever volume that is should be for me. I've been setting it where just it's the same whether I'm yeah. on or off. But then now what I'm doing is when I'm in a recording situation and I'm going direct, I kind of use it as a little bit of a preamp as well. So I might actually add a little bit, and now that's like you know in a quick recording. So I've got you know obviously a preamp that I use, but if in a quick one, I can use it as a you know, just to give it a little bit of a gusto. Yeah, the compressor just gives it gives the whole thing a little bit of lift as you yep. you know as you bring that level up. And so again, as you as you dial in yeah. you know, these other parameters that you want and get the level of smoothness that you want. You know, there's probably a level of smoothness that you want yeah. without making it so smooth that it like cuts off your more percussive playing. Right. Right. And as long as you get that happy medium that you're happy with, right, it's right for the song, it's right for your ears, then you could take that level up just a bit and just have like overall like a little more beef signal. Exactly. Yeah. So it totally works. There's so there's one last piece that I I just wanted to clarify. You you mentioned this and this is something that when I was doing my research, is this other piece of equipment kind of kept flowing into my information base and it's the limiter thing and you did touch on it a bit so i'm just curious could you like just give a little bit of information as like what what the limiter is and why like it's almost like an older technology or something like people would say yeah i used to have a limiter now yeah yeah you'll find limiters i mean you'll find limiters in other places too and 
a lot of amps nowadays will have a built-in limiter. Okay. There'll be a limiter circuit that keeps the sound level from getting to a point that the 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 amplifier, the speakers can't handle. Right. Right. It doesn't mean it's not gonna be loud, but it keeps it from getting to a point where it actually like basically blows out the Breaks. speakers. Yeah. 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 Got it. So yeah, and, and in in bass terms, to be honest, like I don't think I've ever used I don't think I've ever used like a hard limiter like that. Yeah live i mean you could and there's probably applications for it but you know once you get to a ratio like that it's you're doing it primarily for the weird effect that it's going to have on your sound not because you're trying to have like a you know some sort of like a a a better spruced up sound it's like almost an effect of its own got it okay yeah so you know overall i think the thing is just you know use you know, hopefully the, the audience has kind of followed along with what we talked about here. And, you know, you can use these bits of information plus your ears to play around with your compressor, right? Watch the meter or the light that you have a lot. Again, these most compressors will have some sort of indicator on them so you know yeah. when it's working. And it's there so that you can tune your sound. Like you can see how fast does the light come on when you play. That that yeah. tells you how how much you're attacking, right? Yeah. How, how fast does it fade out? That tells you what your release is looking like. Yeah. Right. And then you know, also you know, use your ears and just you know, use weird settings like go to the extreme and hear what it does, and then you dial it back to something that makes sense for you. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm waiting for that point where I find the right set of dials for my average gig. And then at that point, I'm bringing out the uh, the nail polish or the whiteout. You <laughs> right, know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that time. Yeah, and then I can mark it down and say, "This is where it always goes." Right, right. Because yeah, because you you like I know you have like you love to like mark your setting and say that I now I know this is this is my like that's my ultimate happy place this for is, my for my effect. Yeah, this is the starting point. Or you know, right now I just take uh, I do a lot of photos and I keep them in a separate folder yeah. of my photos. Yeah. So I have like all these, like if someone ever got into my phone, they would just see like pictures of like pedals and yeah, just lots of knobs, <laughs> lots of knobbery going on. <laughs> EQs and knobs. There's a lot of knobbery going on. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, the one, the one thing I guess just coming back to, you know, the, the last making the first last here as well, you asked if, if I use a compressor all the time right. and I, and I said, I don't really use it for practice. And here's why, because if you get used to using a compressor all the time when you're practicing, it doesn't encourage you to play consistently. Uh. So that's the only reason I don't is that when I practice, I like to make sure that in my playing that I'm lear- as I, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of emphasizing the skill of playing evenly. Like I want my notes to have the same volume, the same attack as yep. I'm playing through a line or a scale or a study, I don't want it to be like, bah, 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 bah. you know, I want it to right. be like, bah, 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 bah. you know, yep. sorry about yeah. the singing, but you know, there it is. Yeah. I'm right now. Um, I love that. Cause I, I, I think about that a lot, right. When I'm playing yeah. and right now I'm learning, um, picking because I, yeah. I wasn't a guitarist, right. I was just a bass player from the start. So mm-hmm. for me, like the pick was something that, I just don't do. And now I realize, dude, you need to do the pick. And the pick is like all about, you know, just having, can you make it sound so you're not like smashing some and then the others not because you are not intentionally like 
because you right. know, you're not well rehearsed at it. So yeah, and that's like consistently attacking consistent. The yeah, can you yeah. do a scale that just sounds like yeah, they're like even across the board. Yeah, so. and it's one thing to do that with your fingers. And then when you pick up a pick, like you have to learn that skill again almost. Yep. Yeah. Because it's a completely different motion. Very humbling. I feel yeah. like I feel yeah. like I'm in like the rehearsal room of like a, you know, of a of a lesson, you know, one of those like lesson places where they've yeah. got like you know, seven or eight musicians, you know, teenagers just learning how to play the guitar. I feel like I'm in that like that room. Yeah. Like uh this is how I sound. I hope nobody's listening because yeah. I sound ridiculous. Yeah, taking it back to the shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, hopefully, um, you know, the audience uh, listening out there, uh, hopefully you guys learned something about compressors here. Um, we would love to hear about your experience using compressors, even if it's a recommendation of a compressor that you use that uh, you want to pass on to listeners. Um, I'm sure we'd love to hear about it. You can get in touch with us at our website at practicalbase.com. You can also find us on social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, on Google+, on Twitter. Uh, you can also catch us on Instagram. And we really hope that you will subscribe to the podcast. We are uh, we are working towards building our subscriber base. So please share the podcast with friends and other musicians that you know. Um, if you want to subscribe, you can find us through the podcast app on your iPhone or through iTunes. You can also find us on Google Play Music on your Android device, or you can find us on Stitcher Radio, which is available for every platform. Whatever application you're using, just go to podcasts and search for practice base and you will find us there we deliver a new episode each week on a practical issue for you the working bass player and musician and uh, we will deliver another one of those to you next week so uh, until that time comes i'm paul freelds and i'm dave guzman and this has been practical bass thanks for listening I need to write down something else. What else, what else could I really, really use? And I think, well, you know, I'm kind of doing okay. And I think, no, 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 you're not. You're not. There's that little shoulder right. angel, is like the yeah. shoulder devil. Yeah, it's like you're not. You're not. You're not. Okay. You need more stuff. <laughs> you need. <laughs> you need a 15th base. <laughs> you need another base. <laughs> cool that's that's the voice with sparkle paint. <laughs> You need it. <laughs> Your voice is really creepy. And now I get it. Get off my shoulder, shoulder devil. You're scary. <laughs> I'll see you next time.